afternoon, everyone. Welcome back to the Sports with Jacob Ad podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Matt. And as usual, I'm with my co-host today, Jake. Jake, as I ask time and time again, how are you doing today? Uh, I'm doing pretty good. I mean, there's a lot of... We got, we got a lot to cover today. A lot of news throughout the week. So, so yeah. Yep. So the NBA season, the NBA shortened season, is beginning in six days on the 22nd. But there's still news to talk about, including some super maxes, Jake. Giannis has decided to stay put, signing his super max, which was, I believe, five years, 228 mil. Now, the last, in one of the po- a couple podcasts ago, we talked about some other super maxes. And you were you were saying how some of the some of the players with those super maxes didn't really deserve it, but I think Giannis earns his money here, right? Yeah, I'm gonna definitely agree with you, Giannis Antetokounmpo, the reigning two-time MVP. Um, but, you know, voter fatigue's a thing, so I don't think that they're gonna vote him in for a third time. But you know, he's gonna put up really good numbers. He's gonna have 25 plus points, 10 plus rebounds, and seven plus assists. He's going to be dominant. He's going to win the East. He's a, the greatest, not the greatest, but a really good regular season player. So, Giannis definitely deserves the extension. Um, I'm going to talk about what this means for the Bucks and what this means for the rest of the NBA. So, the rest of the NBA was kind of banking on Giannis being a free agent, and teams like the Heat and the Mavericks were looking to go out and get Giannis, pretty much. But that's not, no longer possible because he's not going to be a free agent next year. And for the Bucks, I mean, this is going to this is solidifies the Bucks. It's a good decision in my opinion because again, like I said before, the Bucks are a small market team, and they don't like this, the Giannis Antetokounmpo is the biggest star since Kareem Abdul-Jabbar in Milwaukee, and I don't think that they're gonna come across a talent like that in a very long time. So by locking Giannis up, even if, you know, if it's not, not the greatest decision for Giannis for a championship, I still think this is a great move for the Bucks organization. And Giannis will give them a one or two seed in the East consistently every year. So I really like the move for the Bucks, And it sucks the rest of the NBA. Well, yeah, along with there's going to be a lot of big names coming out in free agency next year. So he's not going to be one of them now because of this the signing. So, yeah, I do agree. I think it's a good move by the Bucks, even though he he's basically their team. Like, they, I mean, they traded most of their players away. I mean, they got Drew Holiday, who some say is underrated. I mean, he's he's pretty good. I mean, he's not the best. Like, as I say time, time, and, time and again with everybody I talk about, but Drew Holiday, he's, he's, he's good. But uh, Giannis is basically their one-man wrecking crew, and they, they've showed it. I don't know if they're going to be able to win a championship again just because they've got the best player in the league. So we'll, we'll get to uh, our top 10 teams later, but uh, that's just my thinking. All right, moving on, we have another Supermax. Uh, Paul George has signed his five-year $226 million Supermax with the Los Angeles Clippers. Jake, your thoughts? Interesting. Um, a lot of people saying Paul George does not deserve this kind of money. Um, I have mixed feelings. Um, Paul George is now becoming a playoff liability, but 
people do forget that he's a top 10 defensive player. And, you know, just a couple seasons ago, he was top three in MVP voting. So even though he did have a really, really down playoffs and no one was really impressed with him, he was shooting threes that went off the backboard. Or, or was that Danny Green? Whatever. It was probably both of them. But uh, Paul George, um, yeah, he's going to stay. And this is going to make a big, a huge role in whether Kawhi stays because, you know, Kawhi is going to want to try to win a championship. So staying with the Clippers might be smart for him, especially if Paul George is there. So um, Paul George, yeah, big contract extension. And now, now we just wait for the for the Kawhi extension, and then from there, the Clippers can try to build around them for a long term instead of worrying about short term. Because everyone does forget the Clippers literally gave up their future for Kawhi and Paul George. Like they traded like yeah. five first round picks for Paul George, so like they've gave given up their entire future for the twenty twenties decade. So they they need to lock yeah. up their superstars while they can. I mean, maybe some people are saying that Kawhi could have gotten that money instead. But well, like they can, they can give both of them money. So yeah, they they probably can throw money at. Yeah, so give right. give them two money, and then you know from there you just fill out their roster. It's kind of what most NBA teams are striving to do right now: get their couple yep. big stars, and then from there, you know, do your thing. I mean, last year they looked good in the in the playoffs, although they did get knocked off. Shockingly, by the Nuggets, that was a very, very interesting series. But um, yeah, I think that they're they they thought going into the season they were very confident. They thought they could, they were contenders, and at the moment they 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 kind of are. So I guess locking up Paul George really can solidify them being a contender. All right, uh, the final piece of news. It really isn't news. It's just. It's just general. It's just general that uh, James Harden has been acting. I I'm gonna say weird. Like he's been acting very weird lately. A bit strange. He hadn't show, yeah, a bit strange. He hadn't showed up to practice for a couple days because uh, apparently he was stuck at the strip club, or at least people say. But um, yeah, and then he. I think last night he made his debut for preseason. And I think he balled out. I don't remember his stats. I wasn't watching the whole game, but I just remember that last night was his first game, and it was—I think it was one for the—it was—it was one to one to watch. Yeah. So Harden does not want to play for the Rockets. Um, he's playing preseason games, but I don't really know. I'm not sure how their teammates feel. Um, even if Harden stays at this point, I'm not sure how that Rockets team is going to perform because you know if you're star player is saying I don't like you guys I want to leave like that's not cool and I'm not sure who's going to want to play for that so I mean even if Harden stays which I doubt he will um um yeah it's not going to work out even if Harden stays I don't think they're going to win a lot of games I mean they might they might not even make the playoffs if if Harden stays just due to the chemistry issues it's a very underrated part of you know all sports, you you have to have good locker room presence. So that's not going to happen if James Harden keeps being weird. So I expect him to be dealt either before the regular season or a couple weeks into the regular season. So we're we're going to definitely keep a close eye on James Harden. Matt, do you have anything else to say? I mean, obviously, 
with the absence of Russell Westbrook now, it's they're not as strong. And uh they they uh they they're not I don't think even if they make the playoffs, they may not go as deep as they did last year. So I don't I don't know where this team is headed, but again, Jake, you're right. I think that Harden he doesn't want to play there. It's he's clearly shown he doesn't want to play there. He said so, publicly. I think I don't want to play here. Yeah, he said it he said it publicly. I don't want to play here. He showed it by not showing up to practice. So I, I agree. I think he'll be dealt within the next month or two. So all right. So we are going to begin. Uh you guys have seen us do top ten NFL stuff. Uh the season the NBA season is right around the corner. So Jake was very excited when we said we both agree we'll we will be doing I can't speak today. We will be doing our top ten NBA teams to begin the season. So you guys know the drill. It'll be going we will be going ten, ten, nine, nine, eight, eight, etc. So Jake, do you wanna start us off? I'll start. So my number ten. Um they weren't that good last year. They made the playoffs, but not a very high seed by Expect this team to take to the next level next year, but it's the Dallas Mavericks. Um, I think Luka's going to have an MVP-level season. I'm pretty sure he's the favorite from Vegas to win MVP, which is which is crazy, but, like, I mean, look at him. I mean, he's, he's insane. Yeah, he and he's young. I mean, he's he, got talent. He almost won, like, most improved player this year, and he had a crazy rookie season. But Luka's super good. Uh... Kristaps Porzingis is going to, as long as he stays healthy, he's going to be a really good second option for Luka. And I really like the addition of Josh Richardson. And it provides more defense next to Luka. So I expect this team to be at least at least like a 4 or 5 seed in the West. So that's a team you got to keep an eye on. Matt, who is your number 10? Jake, my 10... Is Dallas? I'm not. This oh, is wow. again. Okay. We, yeah, again. I, I'm gonna say this again, guys. We do these beforehand, and we don't tell. And so we don't, we don't tell, tell each other, and we no. don't tell each we other. We want to be we surprised. Don't tell each other anything. So that's but, crazy. Go ahead. Yeah, my my ten is is Dallas. Um, as you said before, they were the seventh seed in the playoffs last year. Um, it was actually very interesting. I got to see virtually one of their games, and it was the game where I think Luca hit the game winner against. The Clippers. So that was very interesting for me. But in that game, I saw a lot of things in that game. They uh, they got out to a nice lead. Then they lost their lead. They were up by, I think, I don't remember. And then they were down by 20 or something like that. And then they came back, forced overtime, and ended up winning the game. So what I'm saying is this team has heart. And they're not going to... They have a never-say-die attitude. I mean, Luka Doncic, bro, he could be reigning MVP for all we know. I mean, they lost uh, their veteran Seth Curry. But Josh Richardson, again, he he does bring some defensive presence. So their team, this team could be good, especially if KP comes back after he got injured in the playoffs. Then I think they'll be even stronger because him with him there, it just makes the team even better. So... Yeah, I I think they could go somewhere, and even if they if if they perform well, they may be higher on my list. All right, so my number nine is the Warriors. So the war 
The Warriors are the biggest wild card in the NBA. They can be pretty much as high as three or as low as, low as like 15 or 16. We don't really know what we're getting from them, but if Stephen Curry is fully healthy, which I think I think he will be, uh, you know, he's Stephen Curry. Um, he's going to be really good. Um, I have my questions about Draymond Green. There's obviously no clay. I want to see how Wiggins fits into all of this. Um, I think Kelly Oubre is a good fit on pretty much any team, so I'm not too concerned about him. And then there's Wiseman, so we, we don't know what we're getting out of him. He's a rookie, so... They're the biggest wild card team in the NFL. I mean, in the NBA. I'm getting my leagues missed. Missed. Oh my god. So yeah, come on, man. Uh, as low as 15 or 16, or as high as like three or four. So I'm just gonna put them at nine. Uh, I don't know what to expect from this team, but I feel like they should have made this list. Matt, who is your number nine? My number nine is. Uh, I think I'm gonna get a little. I might. I might get hate for this. I don't know. But number nine, I got the Utah Jazz. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, they. I mean, they performed very well in the playoffs uh, last year. Um, don't get me wrong. This is a nice young team. They they have places to go. They just really haven't proven to me that they're a top five team. So they 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 were they actually played very well in the playoffs. Don't get me wrong. Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell. Uh, they they've got some things to prove this year. I think this is the year where they break out. They have star-studded seasons obviously their season got everyone's season got cut short last season so i think this is their year they prove everybody and uh they they may bump up to top five so but right now they're nine and again i don't know what to expect from them we don't really know what to expect from everybody but they're at my nine. Oh, well, that's pretty good because my number eight is utah um mitchell's my, mitchell's my sleeper for mvp um I feel like the only thing holding him back at this point is he's playing in Utah, and I'm not sure how many people watch Utah, no matter how good they are. Very, very small market team, but he's got everything around him. He he has the offense. Um, Rudy Gobert is super solid on defense and rebounds. So Mitchell's my sleeper for MVP. I don't think he'll win it, but like he he's my Derek Carr of the NBA. So... I expect big things out of the Jazz. Um, again, they're kind of like the Mavericks, but they're kind of already established. So we'll see where the Jazz go this year. What's your eight? All right, my eight is, surprisingly, Golden State. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, again, I mean, you kind of said it before. Uh, Curry's coming back. They, they're they all built up, even though Klay Thompson's gone. Their team is back. And we're. I think we seem to forget even though we basically know that. We seem to forget that this team went to four consecutive NBA Finals. So they have the capability of being a title contender. We just haven't seen the same Warriors team in a while. So we cannot predict We cannot predict where they will go this year. But with Curry back and with the addition of James Wiseman, and, and honestly, Kelly Oubre too. I think this team could go back to the finals, but again, they they've got a tall task ahead of them in the West. The West is very tight. Yeah, the West is tough. Um, speaking of the West, um, I'm gonna pick my number seven, not from the West. Um, Boston Celtics are my number seven. Um, I feel like they're kind of getting overrated, specifically Tatum. I mean, Jason Tatum, he's good, but like again. 
there wasn't a single game in the playoffs where it was like, wow, Jason Tatum is an MVP caliber player, which some people are claiming that he is. Um, I feel like Jalen Brown's pretty good. I feel like they got some great depth pieces. Um, they need to solve their center problem pretty quickly. Um, but yeah, that's that's the Celtics. I mean, they'll they'll be a top four seed in the East most definitely, and I think they'll win a playoff series. But I'm not sure how much further they're gonna get than that. So, yeah. All right, I'm keeping it in the West. I got the Rockets. So, hear me out. As we said previously, uh, the Rockets are might not be playing with James Harden. So for now they're seven, and I'm gonna make the scenario when they keep if they keep James Harden, which probably won't happen. But here's my scenario: though they they are they have been struggling to make the finals. They've tried to make tons of playoff pushes. Give them credit; they've made the playoffs for the last couple years. So don't get me wrong; this is a this is a good team. But I feel like without Harden there, they're not gonna they're gonna they might be falling out of my top ten. So, that that's the interesting thing here. So, it, it's all dependent on James Harden for me. Yeah, so, like I said earlier, even with Harden, I don't see them even being a top 10 team because of the chemistry. So, that's just me. But I can totally see if Harden stays, if he changes his mind or whatever, I can see them being a top seed in the West. So, yeah, so my number, what are we on, number six? Six. Yeah, six is the Nuggets. Um, I really like the Nuggets. They're they're really good. So, yeah, uh, I really like the Nuggets. Uh, Jamal Murray could take the next step. We'll have to really see about him. But overall, I, I like the Nuggets. Um, so Matt, what is your number six overall team? My six is Boston. Um, I'm I'm a little high on them. Again, well, I thought I was a little low on them, so I think you're pretty good. But go on. Yeah, but I'm a little high on them. I'm also a little low on them, kind of in the middle for me. Hence the fact they're number six. They locked up Tatum, so I guess it comes down to if he's just playing because he got paid a lot of money or if he's just going to ball out the way he usually does. But, uh, yeah, this team is in the middle. They, at some point, they are contenders, so... It's going to be interesting to see where they can go this year, just like every other team. But, yeah, they're number six. I think locking up uh, Tatum was their first step. Yeah, well, I like the Celtics, so we'll see. So my number five is Brooklyn. So a lot of wild cards with Brooklyn. Again, chemistry is obviously a big one, but I, I think they'll get by. You saw what Kyrie Irving did next to LeBron, so, I mean... If Kyrie Irving can settle down and say to himself, hey, I'm no longer the best guy on the court. I got Kevin Durant here. So we'll see if Kyrie Irving can do that. And speaking of Kevin Durant, he is coming off a injury where the only person to fully recover was Dominique Wilkins. Um, he was he, He's the only person in NBA history who has fully recovered from an Achilles tear. So we're going to see. I, I don't expect... Kevin Durant. I think he's going to be around 85% of what Kevin Durant was his entire career, which is upsetting that we'll never see prime Durant again, but I still think he can be a really, really deadly scoring option. So, Matt, 
who is your number five team? Well, I'm just going to throw this out here. I didn't really put them on my list. Okay. Now, I'm going to be Stephen A for a minute. Nets fans, I don't want to make you I don't want to make you mad, but I'm kind of disagreeing with you, Jake. I don't know where the chemistry is going to go because you have you have two quote number one guys on your team. It it was going to be it, it would have possibly have been three if Harden decided to go there but he might still he might still but he might yeah he might he might still and even if that happens i feel like then the chemistry gets even more i think it gets more worse if he if that happened but yeah i don't i don't know like i'm kind of neutral on them it's either their chemistry messes them up or they go out and they be like a top five team yeah well so it's that that's interesting that's an interesting take matt they're not even top 10 but you know what i like it i like I like you thinking outside and like, the box there. And also, also, like you said before, we may not get the same Kevin Durant. Heck, I'm not wishing injury upon him, but who knows? He might get injured again. So we have to see because you said only Dominique Wilkins came back from that Achilles tear. So we'll have to see if Durant, which he probably isn't, but if he is 100%. So honestly, that's, that's just my take. Okay. All right, my five... Yeah, my five is Denver. Um, I'm really high on this team. I like this team. I like Jokic. I like Nikola Jokic. I love Jamal Murray. He went off in the playoffs last season. Hopefully, he can continue his ways. I think this team can. I think this team is contenders. I mean, they 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 attempted to play the Lakers, and they battled. They battled with the Lakers. So I think this team could possibly be contenders for the. For the for the finals, so that's my take on Denver. Okay, so yeah, I like Denver. I had them a little lower, but it's okay. So number four, it might be low, but I'm gonna put the Bucks. So I have them there too. Okay, so we'll explain it together. So with Milwaukee, um, again, I I don't like what I see from their playoff experience. They're too one-dimensional. If they, again, if Chris, I feel like it's more of if Chris Middleton can go from that B-plus to an A-caliber scorer where he can, on any given night, drop 35 to 40 when Giannis is being game-planned on. What you're seeing with a lot of good defensive teams, like you saw with the Heat last year and what you saw with the Raptors with Kawhi, when they have a really good defensive wing, like, for example, Kawhi Leonard or Jimmy Butler, it becomes super easy to stop Giannis from going down the lane because he cannot force an outside shot from him. Because, you know, let Giannis shoot. If I was an NBA coach, I'd let Giannis shoot 15 threes a game. I don't care. Shoot him, Giannis. So that's what they're doing. They're guarding the paint on Giannis. So I don't, I'm not, I don't think Giannis is going to develop a jump shot. I mean... It hasn't been getting better in the last couple years. I feel like now it's whether Chris Middleton can go from the B-plus player to an A player. And if he can do that and he can be the number one guy when Giannis is being shut down, I mean, this is a this is a NBA championship winning team, but I, I need to see it first. So for now, they're four. Matt, anything else? I mean, you kind of you kind of covered most of it, but I was going to go back to their playoff woes. I mean, they 
everyone was like, oh, we have the best player in the league. We're going to win the championship. That's not the case. They haven't even looked like a championship caliber team. I mean, in, this, in the regular season, they go out, they win like 60-some-odd games, and then the playoffs, they just flank. Like, I mean, I guess, I, I don't know what else to explain. I don't know, I don't know how to explain it, but there, there's got to be one extra step they have to take to get to the finals. They haven't made the finals. I mean, this is irrelevant, but like, since Giannis, everyone was like, oh, we're going to make the finals. They haven't made the finals since he's been here. So they've been awfully close. Don't get me that. Don't get me wrong. There's got to be one extra step they have to take, though. So that's just my take. Yeah, I think that step is Chris Middleton or even Drew Holiday at this point. I mean, Drew Holiday isn't isn't that much of a scorer, but, I mean, if he can take that next step, too, they just need a guy who can, you know, late down the stretch, can hit some clutch shots, but they they don't have that right now. So I need to see what from them. So... Number three for me is the Miami Heat. So I got the Miami Heat at three. Okay, so Miami Heat. Um, they're the best team in the East. I don't understand how people are still underrating the Heat after they literally beat the Bucks in five games and then took down the Celtics in six games. And if you actually watch that series... That did not feel like a six-game series. That felt like a four- or five-game series. They dominated almost every game. So this this Heat team is really nice. Tyler Tyler Hill is starting to become super overrated. Some people think he's, like, the greatest player ever. But, like, come on, guys. He He's a good six-man. He's, ro- he's a rookie. He, he was a rookie who had, like, 38 points in a playoff game, which is insane, but... You know, I need to see a little more from Tyler Hero. Bam at a bio. Again, he had a career year. Um, it's just I, a matter of can I, these players yeah. keep up what they did. It's a matter of can they keep up. Again, if they don't get a high seed, it's like does it even matter? Because they're still gonna they're still gonna win playoff games. Like like this team's good. Jimmy Butler is the most underrated player in the NBA. Still, I don't understand how team people are still underrating the heat. Um I'm glad to see that Matt has not underrated the heat and has put them no. at 3. So Matt, why did you put the heat at 3? Well, they're the Eastern Conference champions one and two, like I just said, everyone had their night everyone had great years. I I just think it's a matter of can they continue to do their thing? Adebayo finally exploded. Tyler Hero burst on the scene. I mean, heck, even Jimmy Butler. We're forgetting Jimmy Butler, who, who's he's a veteran, but he's acting like he's in his prime. So everybody's playing well. So I gotta give it to him. They almost beat the. I mean, it was a tough series, but they they took it to the Lakers. Yeah, I I really thought the Heat would win that series going into it, but you know, LeBron James, Anthony Davis, you know, the whole shebang. So. Yeah. Number two, um, I'm surprised that you put them this high map, but I'm gonna assume it's the Clippers, correct? Uh, yes. Okay, so yeah, so the Clippers are number two. Stop stop sleeping on the Clippers. They they choked a playoff series. They choked, but again, Kawhi Leonard has been a winner throughout his career, and I just think he had a bad playoff series. There was some bad coaching down the stretch. Paul George wasn't playing that well, but I feel like, you know, I think Paul George is definitely going to step it up 
at least on the offensive side. So with the new coach, um, and they got some new floor spacing now that Harrell's gone. They're gonna they're gonna miss uh, Harrell's uh, inside presence, but I do think that they're gonna still do well with Abaka because he has similar inside presence as well as an outside presence on offense. So I think Abaka is a better fit for this Clippers team than Harrell. But we'll see. We'll definitely see. I do think the Clippers are the second best team in the NBA. And I fully expect that Clippers-Lakers is Western Conference Finals. Everybody wanted a Clippers-Lakers Western Conference Finals last year. And unfortunately, that didn't happen. But people are starting to... People are starting to underrate the Clippers for losing that series against Denver. Don't get me wrong. This is a well-built team. They just, I mean, I'm not saying it's their fault, but they got to prove they got to prove the the doubters wrong. This is a championship caliber team. So, this is a well yeah, this is a well-rounded team. They got a new coach. Um and yeah, I think this is going to be a very interesting year for the Clippers. So, I, I, you said you were surprised when I put them there. I, I really wouldn't be, but yeah, it's it's. I mean, it's the Clippers, and I'm assuming we have the same one as well, though. Uh, yeah. So my one is the New York Knicks. Yeah, same. Okay, I so, was literally about to say. All right, so the New York Knicks, they got Kevin Knox. I feel like Kevin Knox is gonna have a career year. Uh, Mitchell, Obi Toppin. Obi Toppin, the rookie. Um, he's the next coming of Jesus. Uh, yes. Mitchell Robinson. Uh, really great shot blocker. Um, he's like the next to Kembe Matombo. Yeah. Um, they got a great point guard in Austin Rivers. Um, he's the next. You know. He's the next Austin Rivers. So. Yeah, you know Doc Rivers' son. You know. Mm-hmm. So I, I like a lot about this Knicks team, Matt. What What about what's who's your one? Yes, it's obviously the New York Knicks. I mean, no, I'm no, no question. I'm sorry. It is the Lakers. Uh. Jake, what do we say? They're the NBA champions. Uh, they're they're, they the, they're the Chiefs of the NBA. They're literally the Chiefs of the NBA. They're so overpowered, but very well so overpowered. And with LeBron James and Anthony Davis, I mean, I guess there really isn't much else to say. I mean, you have a, you already have a championship-caliber team. And on top of that, you go outside Montrez Harrell, who, and Marcus Gasol, for that matter. So they're they're stacking up more. They want to get another one. They're, I, they're, I don't blame them. They're, the the Lakers team this year is better than the Lakers team last year, and the Lakers team last are, year cakewalked the playoffs. Yeah, and, and they haven't and even. I hate when people say and, the Lakers did not play tough competition. They cakewalked the playoffs because they were that much better than everyone else. It wasn't because the team that the teams that they were playing were bad. They were just that much better than everyone else. It wasn't a yeah. cakewalk, but like it, it, they it seemed like a cakewalk. I mean, they they destroyed everyone. Yeah. I mean, this team is already better, and they haven't even played a regular season game yet. So, it, it's going to be a lot of there's going to be a lot of things to watch because this is going to be a very interesting team and and a whole interesting season, Jake. We have a different season thanks to my man COVID. Thanks a bunch, man. Yeah, uh, me, me and my guy COVID go way back. Yeah, we go way back. Me and my so. guy COVID, but yeah, this will be a different, de- definitely a different year. And uh, yeah, I think this is going to it's going to act like it's, I think this will be, there's obviously no fans. I mean, there's obviously different, but we're not in Orlando. So 
at least, at least there's some variety, I guess. So, so hold on. Before I, we before we go to the NFL part of our podcast, shout out to the Raptors. We didn't put either of them on, but um, they lost a couple guys. Yeah. I don't think they're going to be a top ten team, but they will still be a playoff team and a really good playoff yeah. team that might win a playoff shout, series in the East. Shout out to the Raptors. Shout out man. Raptors. I mean, so. with without without um, Kawhi last year, they were still managed to get the top. The second best record in the East, so yeah, they almost they almost made it to the Eastern Conference Finals, like because they almost yeah. beat the Celtics. But I think they might take a step down this year. But again, prove me wrong, Raptors. I'm waiting. So okay. All right, so we're gonna move on to NFL. Uh, we're not gonna do our normal shebang. We're not gonna do our our predictions and previews and all that stuff, but. We're gonna change it up a little bit. We're just gonna talk about some key, uh, some key things that happened this weekend. Some some games, some moments, some individual stats. We're gonna start off with Monday's game, uh, Ravens and the Browns. Now, as we said before in the last podcast, I believe it was a it was either whoever played like they did the week before. If the Ravens played like they played like Dallas against Dallas, which they did. If the Browns were to play the same way they played against the Titans, which, quite frankly, they did. And it ended up being a slugfest, and it ended up coming down to a Justin Tucker game winner, Jake. Final score was 45-42. to 42. It was actually 47-42 to because that, like, safety that no one remembers because it was kind of like a lateral oh, yeah. and they fell into the end zone, but... Uh, this was the game of the year. Um, I felt kind of sick, so I didn't watch it, but I totally regret it. But, uh, wow. I said before, I said on a podcast, you can check me Wednesday. Um, whoever plays like they did the last week would win, but they both played like they did last week. So, th- th- I have two takeaways from this game. One, the Ravens will make the playoffs. I think that they'll they'll either take off the Colts or the Dolphins. I think they'll take off the Dolphins, but the Ravens are going to make the playoffs. I feel like that what I saw or what I heard Monday, they're a playoff team. Like you don't you don't put up 47 against any team and not be a playoff team. So also the Browns, the Browns can win a playoff game if they get a good matchup. Um that matchup would have to require a semi-low-powered offense, so um Probably the Colts if they're lucky. They can they can easily play the Colts in the first round if the Colts win the division, become the four seed, and then play the Browns. I think the Browns would definitely win that game. And the the Browns, I mean, for our, all our top ten lists, I haven't put the top I haven't put the Browns in our top ten ever. But now, now they definitely are top ten. So Browns really proved me wrong. So game yeah, of the, I mean, game of the a year. couple podcast a couple podcasts ago, we were talking about disappointing teams. And the Ravens were on that list. Yeah. But I think... They definitely I, stepped I'm it up. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, they definitely did step it up. And I think that there's a there was something going on. And they I think they heard us. I think they heard what we were saying. And they needed they wanted to switch it around. So, I, I think this this team is now playoff bound. I mean, it, obviously, it could come... It's going to come down to the last couple weeks. But I think they make it. I think they slip in. Yeah, I, I don't want any part of this Ravens team right now. And nope. quite frankly, I don't want any piece of this Browns team right now. So no, uh, and that sucks for our Giants because guess what? Our next two games are just 
happens to be <laughs> the, Browns the Browns and the, and the Ravens. Ravens. We'll, we'll definitely see. We're going to talk about the Giants just a little bit later in the podcast, but we're going to move on to Jalen Hurts. So, um, remember when I said that the Eagles should not bench Carson Wentz? Well, I feel like they might have waited a bit too long because what I'm starting to see in the NFL is that I'm, ta- I'm taking mental notes. Uh, NFL coaches have a very hard time like game planning for what they don't expect. For example, the Saints, what, what were they, 3-0 this, for, from Taysom Hill until Jalen Hurts came in? Like the only the only reason why the Saints lost that football game was because they didn't know how to game plan for Jalen Hurts. Um, the Eagles now have had a de- decent sample size of Taysom Hill at quarterback. They were able to game plan against him, and that was not something that the other teams had an advantage. But for the Saints, I mean, they they couldn't do anything. They Jalen Hurts rushed for over a hundred yards. Um. Miles Sanders was finally activated because of the, like, the the entire offense was clicking because the pass game worked, the run game worked. So, listen, I feel, I feel like if the Eagles had put Jalen Hurts in a little earlier, I feel like they might be in the lead of the NFC East right now just because of that surprise factor. I mean, Jalen, whenever, when we got the news that Jalen Hurts was starting, I... I think I think we we had a sigh of relief. Like even though we're not Eagles fans, it's 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 shocking they waited this long. But I got to give props to the man. He played the best. He played what was the best team in the NFC at the time. Now they're not because of the loss. But he he went out there and they, he played a good game. I got to admit, the offense finally clicked, which it hasn't really been doing. So Props, props, props to my man, Jalen. All right, and one thing, just because Jalen Hurts beat the Saints does not mean that Jalen Hurts is a better quarterback than Carson Wentz. I'm gonna say that because yeah, I feel like again, as much crap as Carson Wentz gets, he's still a great football player. He had little to no help, uh, and I feel like the only reason why Jalen Hurts won that football game was because the Saints didn't know what to do. There was no coaching. There, it was kind of just like, all right, well, there's this guy. He's gonna play quarterback, so try to stop him. There was no real game plan. I feel like if Carson Wentz was the starter, I feel like the Saints would have won. But that does not mean that Carson Wentz is bad, or actually, that does not mean that Carson Wentz is worse than Jalen Hurts. I, I, I don't think Carson Wentz is good, but I don't, yeah. think, I don't think Jalen Hurts is the future of Philly. And at this point, neither is Carson Wentz. I've. I've lost a bunch of hope for Carson Wentz, but we'll see. We'll see what Carson Wentz can do with his career. Pretty much, it's unfortunate. Yeah. All right. We're gonna move on. So, as Giants fans, we always talk a lot of a lot about how oh, we're gonna make the playoffs. Like two weeks ago, we were on like a four game winning streak or whatever. We we're not looking like that same team, Jake. I don't think. I mean, I know it was just one loss that broke our streak against the Cardinals, but we did not, our offense was not there. Yeah. So, here's the thing. So, we played Cleveland Sunday night. Um, The Washington football team, who is currently in the lead 
of the NFC by East one game. by one game, and we have the tiebreaker. So if we tie, we we go to the playoffs. So they're gonna play the seat the Seahawks. Um, we we did beat the Seahawks, but I. In all honesty, I don't I don't expect the football team to beat the Seahawks. Can I be surprised? I mean, I would not be surprised if the football team came out on that. They're playing really great football right now. I got to give them props. But listen, uh, we got to beat Cleveland tonight. and Or not tonight, but Sunday night. And if we don't, I mean, that's kind of it. I mean, we got two games left. We got Baltimore and then Dallas and then... Philly, I mean, not Philly, the football games, last two games are pretty winnable games against um, Carolina and then Philly. So those are some pretty winnable games for Washington. So in order for the Giants to really, in order for the Giants to make the playoffs, we got to beat Cleveland. And if we don't beat Cleveland, we're kind of screwed. So, you know, yeah, I'm not, and hopes aren't high. We, we had to, we had to have beat the Cardinals, but Daniel Jones, we're gonna. I'm, I want to talk about a little bit about Daniel Jones. He did not look like himself. Um, he was jittery in the pocket. He looked nervous. Um, he was under pressure a lot. Um, that Riddick guy for the Cardinals got five sacks. Yeah. Um, again, poor special teams play, which is really disappointing from a head coach who used to be a special teams coach under Bill Belichick. Uh, I I think that our special teams is pretty good by now. But apparently not. That's that's now our second game where the special teams wasn't impressive. We we blew a bunch of kick return yards and and a kick return touchdown against the Bengals. And we almost we almost lost the game because of that. If it wasn't for what was it, a fumble, right? That's how we won. If it wasn't for a fumble at the end of the yeah. game, I mean we, we might have lost to the Bengals. So not I'm not very happy about how the Giants are playing right now. And, you know, Daniel Jones's um, availability is in doubt for a Cleveland game. And honestly, if Daniel Jones is not 100%, I, don't, I do not want to see him on the field. Colt McCoy, although he didn't play what great, did I, he did his job, you know? What did I say? What did I say? What did I say last time? You said Colt I McCoy thought, was good. I, I thought, yeah, I mean, I never said he was, obviously, he's not the, he's not good. I mean, he's 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 old. He's he's ten year vet, but honestly, he I if Daniel Jones was the court is was quarterbacking in that game, I don't see us winning that game. And even though we won that game basically because of our defense, I think Daniel Jones gives off a whole different vibe. If you're if you if you know what I mean, mm-hmm. and like it's just weird. It, it's different. And I know Cole McCoy that was his only his first game. But he he proved himself, so that's all. That's all I have to say. Well, I mean, if and again, it, the game against Cleveland will come down to stopping Baker Mayfield, which sounds crazy. If I, if I, if you told me on week one that the Giants playoffs, you know, playoffs and Giants in the same sentence, that's the first thing. If you said the Giants playoff chances were down to stopping Baker Mayfield. And that was going to be a hard task. Um, I, I think you're insane. But Baker Mayfield's playing out of his mind right now. Cleveland running game is clicking. They got two Pro Bowl running backs on their team. And I mean, listen, if if we if again if we don't beat Cleveland, we're done. Plain and simple. 
Because we're not going to beat the Ravens. We have a better chance of beating Cleveland, in my opinion. Yep. Yep. So, not not great for the Giants. Uh, yeah, so. Yeah. All right, so we're going to move on. Um, the Buffalo Bills, um, they beat... They beat the 49ers, and then they beat the Steelers, right? They beat the Steelers. We're going to talk about the Steelers a little later. Not good for the Steelers, but, you know, my good buddy, Colin Coward. Oh, how we love Colin Coward, you know. Yes. Um, I feel like with him, it's either he gets it 100% right or 100% wrong. Um, yesterday, he said the Bills were the best team in football over the Chiefs, so... Matt, are the Bills legit? All right. My my good buddy Colin Coward, he makes some great points. This one, it's a it's a stretch. Um, I, I, I hear a lot of people, like, agreeing with him. And don't get me wrong. Jake, this team is legit. They're 10-3. and three. Not a lot of people are giving them credit. Josh Allen, even though beginning of the year he was looking like MVP caliber, I think he's back to those ways. I they, they took a bump in the road where they weren't playing like they were in the beginning of the season, but I think they're back on track. They beat teams, like you just said, like the 49ers. They beat the Steelers, who, if we're forgetting, were, at, were undefeated. Even though I'm saying this, this was two weeks ago that they lost, they were undefeated. This team was actually good. I'm not saying they're bad. But, yes, Jake, I think this team is legit. Now, if they're they're not the best team in the league, but they they there's some credit that's due here, I think. Yeah, so I feel like with our last top ten, a lot of teams have shifted down and up. But I didn't want to do two top tens in one podcast, so we're gonna do a top ten in the next podcast. So, uh, as of right now, I think the Bills are the second best team in football, not the best team. But I feel like as of right now, they're better than the Packers and the Saints and the Steelers and, you know, all, all that jazz. But um, Josh Allen has been playing out of his mind. They're really well coached. Um, they're the closest thing to the Chiefs than the Chiefs. I mean, than like, the Chiefs, bro. they're the closest thing to the Chiefs than the Chiefs, so... They're good structurally. As I said, I love structural teams. I love them when they're good structurally. Um, I also love how they can also have finesse because um, they have a great quarterback in Josh Allen. They also have a great receiver in Stephon Diggs, who has proven that he is a number one receiver in his, this past year. I really feel that if the Chiefs weren't a thing, they, they would be the Super Bowl favorites. Um, I also feel that the Bills are the NFL's best chance of dethroning the Chiefs because they match up well, great defense. And, again, the, I feel like this Bills team, they're definitely legit. They'd be the best team in the NFC if they were in the NFC. And I'm really excited to see. Again, two weeks ago, if someone told me that the Bills are the second best team in the AFC, uh, I wouldn't believe them. But, you know, that's how things change. And a, a loss to, you know, a team that's either mediocre or even a good team would show a lot about this team. But as of right now, I'm confident that they can really, you know, give the Chiefs their run for their money. But I, I don't see them being the best in the NFL. But, yeah, I do like 
I do like the I do like the Bills right now. I, I'm on their I'm on their side. I I think that a lot of credit needs to be given. So you were talking about well structured team. You were talking about the Bills are a well structured team, Jake. Yes, I I did say the Bills are good structurally. Yeah, so we're gonna move on to another structurally good team who you believe is probably the best team this, in the NFC. Oh my, okay. And I, here, here, hear me out. I'm on, I'm on his side now. Oh, I, I did not agree now, with him before. Now you're, now you're changing your opinion. Okay. Oh, I, I see. Well, see, 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 here's the thing. All right. So if you don't know if we're, you know, what we're, if you don't know what we're talking about, we're talking about the Rams. Jake has been saying all this good stuff about the Rams that I was like, all right. That's a stretch, but yeah. I think this game against the Patriots last week, I think basically changed my mind. I, I, I think that they, th- this team is a top, the NFC. A lot of people, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hop with Jake again, a lot of people aren't giving him credit, and that was me at one point. But I think this game against the, the Patriots, who at one point were a top, were the top defense, I think this proves... I, I think this changed my mind. Cam Akers running all over the field. Jared Goff throwing dots. I mean, yeah, a guy. I got to admit, this is very, is very good, very good. Yeah. So, uh, with the with the Chiefs, I mean, not the Chiefs, with the Saints' loss to the Eagles. Um, again, like I said before, I'm not banking off the Saints too hard because I do feel like they only lost because they didn't really know how to prepare, but. Uh, I also saw some weaknesses within the offense, which can be fixed with Drew Brees, but now, even as of right now, with Drew Brees out, they're easily the best team in the NFC. Now, the other team you can argue is the Packers. Um, A lot of people don't know this, but the Packers' schedule is, like, third easiest, like, or something like that. They're 0-2 against teams with a winning record, and then they're... 10 and 1 against everyone else. So they beat up on bad teams, but when it comes playoff time, I don't trust the Packers. Um I trust Aaron Rodgers, I don't trust the Packers. There's a difference there. So again, the Rams right now, if the playoffs started right now, the Rams would make it out and I do feel like the Rams would represent the NFC in the Super Bowl. Will that be the case going forward? I'm not sure. But I really like Sean McVay. If Jared Goff can bank his inconsistencies and he can put that aside and, you know, stop throwing picks and stop fumbling, if he can do that, right, I really trust this team. So I really like the Rams. Again, great structurally. I don't trust Goff, but it's okay. I think in the beginning of the season, that was my... That was my that was my worry. Yeah. But I but I think in the back end now he's definitely picked it up. So if if he keeps going this way, they they yep they might be representing the NFC in the Super Bowl. Who knows? Yeah. All right. So, okay. All right. Yeah. Go. Yep. So we talked about the Rams. Uh, we are going to move on to the Steelers. Who? This is this is very interesting. We've gone from. Uh, Eleven and zero to dancing on people's uh, dancing on the fifty yard line for TikTok to now being eleven and two. Now, if you're gonna dance in the middle of the field for TikTok, 
like Juju Smith-Schuster and not back it up, there's a problem. Uh, yeah, this team has been sloppy the past couple weeks. Um, even against their last win against the Ravens, they looked very sloppy. Um, but when push comes to shove, you're playing RG3, so it really wasn't that difficult, but at the same time, they were not the same team, and they haven't been the same team ever since. So, I don't, I don't remember, I don't, I don't have it in front of me. I don't have the rest of their schedule in front of me, but I'm assuming that this team is going to lock a playoff spot. Do they win a playoff game is the question. Uh, at this point, it depends on who they play. Because if they're playing a team like, I don't know, let's say if they're the two seed. So maybe they play like the Dolphins or the, or the I don't know, or the Raiders. Actually, no, not the Raiders. What am I talking about? Yeah, the Raiders. The Dolphins dead. or, yeah, yeah. The Ra- uh, the Dolphins. Yeah, how about, yeah, how about just the Dolphins? If they're playing the Dolphins, who have a very nice defense just like the Steelers, that would be very interesting to see. So, if to answer your question, I don't know. I don't know if they win. A, I don't know if they win a playoff game. But Jake, what's your take? Uh, the answer to if they can win a playoff game as of right now, no. Uh, they can't run the ball. It's pathetic. They cannot run the yep. football. Uh, James Conner is underperforming. Uh, I know they had Benny Snell the last couple weeks, but you know he he wasn't performing good. Their offensive line cannot handle. Uh, some really good front sevens, and that's going to be a problem when you go into an AFC that's full of stacked front sevens. Um, I feel like the Steelers, they're slowly becoming a finesse team rather than a structural team, which, again, the only reason why they went 11-0 was because they were just so good on defense. Now the defense is showing, you know, they're getting a little slower, and now they have injuries, and I... I mean, they have one easy game. They have the Bengals, and then the Colts, and then the Browns. Yeah. So I at twelve and four, I don't see them beating the Browns or the Colts. I, I, I right no, now they, I don't. Twelve and four again. Twelve and four is an amazing record, but I don't think they make it out of the first round of the playoffs. I do not like the Steelers team at all. I think they're pretenders instead of contenders. And Ooh. I I really I don't I don't see anything good. Like I'm not impressed at all by the Steelers team whatsoever. That was not that impressed. was a great that was a great line. That's not it's not like, it's kind of generic. People use it now. Yeah, I know, but I'm also <laughs> yeah. I also don't listen to people. So anyway, yeah, I I agree. Their back end is the Bengals, the Colts, and the Browns. Twelve and four seems more ideal to me. Uh, they're playing the Colts and, and with and with have, the Bills being on fire, that's looking like a three seed. And good, yeah. good luck if you play the Colts in the first round, or good luck if you play yeah. the Titans or the Browns in the first round. Like good luck. Yeah, I mean the, I mean the Col- I mean the Bra- the Bengals. I mean they probably they'll probably beat the Bengals, but at the same time, they lost to the football team. So, in any words, they could lose to the Bengals. We don't even know where this team is going. No, they're not losing but- to the Bengals, man. I don't care. I don't care how bad. I don't think. I, as of right now, the Bengals are like the worst team in football. They look less impressive than the Jets right now. They're they're yeah. they're gonna beat the they're gonna beat the anyway Bengals. the Colts poor Bengals the Colts who yeah poor Bengals the Colts who some people don't really talk about 
how good their defense is. It's pretty strong. I mean, so against the Steelers' offense, which hasn't really looked its best, I think they lose that. And the the Browns, who have looked good all around the past couple weeks, actually this entire season, we haven't been paying attention much. To no the one's Browns, paid attention to the Browns. And again, no. if they play anyone except for the Dolphins, I do think they beat the Ravens twice. Good luck. Even though the first time they played, the second time they played the Ravens was kind of you know their entire Didn't team really was count. had coronavirus. <laughs> But I still think they beat the Ravens even now. But I just feel like they're that the Ravens against that's a bad matchup for the Ravens and a good matchup for the Steelers. But again, good luck. I feel like they'll they'll lose to the Colts. I feel like they'll lose to the Bills. They'll lose to the Browns. They'll lose to the Titans. And yeah, and if they fall to the three seed, it's more likely they'll play one of those teams. So, yep. I'm not against Steelers. They can't and. Here, here's an interesting stat. Big Ben has thrown more in his career in his last three weeks than he has in his entire career. Like I said, how they're slowly becoming a finesse team. This is what I'm talking about. Same thing in Pitt. Not, not in Pittsburgh. We're talking about Pittsburgh, but Green Bay. Like, Green Bay is so Aaron Rodgers dependent. If you replaced Aaron Rodgers with an average quarterback, the Packers are like, they'll be like 3-10 and 10 instead of 10-3. and 3. Like, I... And the same thing, right now, same thing with Pittsburgh. If Pittsburgh had a, I mean, actually, no, I'm going to take that back because Big Ben is kind of playing average right now, which, you know, that's what he is. He's average, but you know what's below average? Their running game. They have to bank on the averageness of Big Ben because that's the best they're going to get anything from offense. And when you can't put up points in the playoffs, that's an even bigger issue when you're playing high-powered offenses like the Bills and the Browns. And the Colts. And the Titans. And the Titans. And even the Ravens. But I still think they'd beat the Ravens. But it's still... That becomes an issue when you can't score. Because you need to match the scoring output of these other powerhouses in the AFC. Yeah, and I think a strong run game. Like, we go back to the Le'Veon Bell days over there. When he was just... That was the last just... time they can run the football. Yeah, this has been an I mean, issue for a okay. long time. Well, I mean, people can argue James Conner like it's for like the first year or two that he was there, he was pretty good. But I think right now, like he can't stay healthy. Betty Snell, we haven't really seen much of him to really. And, and honestly, even if he when he is playing, he has he hasn't really shown us his full potential, even if if he has any. But yeah, I think that's their big problem, and you you need a strong offense, especially in the playoffs. I mean, if your if your defense if your defense can get some points, great. But I feel like it needs to be backed up as well. Yeah. Um. The Pitts- Pittsburgh Steelers have now gone through one issue. Their first issue was Big Ben because their running game was clicking at the beginning of the year. Their offensive line was really good. Their defense is really good. But now here's some other problems. Now there's injury, so now the front seven's a little banged up. So now it's not as strong as it used to be. And you know maybe I think they got a corner to hurt. And then also on the offensive line, a couple guys got hurt. And then James Conner got COVID, and he was like a cancer survivor, so they took him seriously because he was high risk. And he missed a couple games. And now it's starting to become a bigger issue where now they've, on top of losing momentum, they're also keeping the problems they had when they when they lost their players. Because now they're starting, they're starting to get their players back, but since their momentum is going straight down to the ground, um... I don't, they're carrying their problems with them. They're not, 
They're not uh, playing like they used to be. And listen, when we put the Steelers at two, that wasn't out of like, oh, they have a good record. They were like the legit, the number two team in the NFL. But let's like, you know, a lot of people say, oh, we we said we put the Steelers top three out of respect because, you know, they had a good record and a good coach and a good brand. But no, I genuinely thought they were the second best team in the NFL because they were. But now problems are arising. And unless they fix these problems, I'm not going to convince myself that the Steelers are going to win a playoff game. If they beat the Browns and the Colts and going forward and they go 14 and 2, okay, now it's a different story. But I mean, going forward, I don't trust I don't trust the Steelers at all. If if uh when we do our top 10 next podcast, there's going to be a lot that has changed, especially with this team. We put them out of two. We put them at two, again, because we genuinely thought they were number two. I don't know where they are right now because there's a lot of things that have happened, especially now that they're not undefeated. There's a lot of things. There's a lot of stuff. Yeah, and it's like, looking at it right now, it's like, do I think do I think they'd beat the Chiefs? No. Bills? No. Titans? Browns? No. Colts? No. Packers, no. Ravens, Saints, no. Ravens, maybe. Ravens, maybe. Rams, definitely not. Um, Buccaneers, no. It's like, at that point, that's nine teams that I think they lose to. So, like, are they even in the top ten? But I think I'm getting a little ahead of myself there. They're still 11-2, you know. Pe- yeah. Teams don't go 11-0 on accident, but I feel oh. like there's a lot of there's a lot of problems arising with Pittsburgh. And... Even if this game this game might get close against the Bengals, if this game even gets close, it's going to be a bad sign because you saw what they did to the Bengals the first time. If it's closer, yep. that would be a clear sign that they have now regressed because they blew out the Bengals the first time they played them. So if it's close, can, like, the big sign. You can, And you can keep my word. I said just before, this could be close. At the same time, it could be a blowout. So... You have my word on that, and you guys better not forget that, because that, that, that's going to hold me. Yeah. All right. With that being said, we are going to end this edition of Sports with Jake and Matt. So, yeah, that's that's it. Um, Steelers, get, get, get your stuff together. All right. Here we go again. Make sure you guys go follow us on Spotify. Follow our TikTok, follow our Instagram, go subscribe to our YouTube channel, even though we don't post on it because it's hard to do. Do it anyway. Anyway, guys, that's going to do it for us here today. We'll see you guys next time. See you later. Knicks are the best team in basketball.